Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. I'm Adriana Scori, a Canadian Rockies hiking, adventure, and travel mom to my two-year-old Turner and newborn baby Nash, and founder and CEO of Kids Who Explore. I'm Lauren Rodick-Eberly, mama to Collins and Deacon. We love exploring between our two homes in Alberta, Canada and Washington State, USA. Today's podcast is sponsored by Kids Who Explore's Patch for a Purpose. Every time we see our patch out in the world, we feel the love and support behind it. Our patches can be sewn onto backpacks, jackets, bags, or even baby carriers, to name a few. Or they can be carried in your packs as special adventure items for all your little explorers. Our patch comes in eight different colors, and a dollar from each patch goes to a, you guessed it, purpose. Your support can make a difference for all of the following charity groups, depending on which color patch you want to represent. Alberta Parks, Children's Disability, BIPOC and Anti-Racism, Sick Children, The Earth, Children's Wellbeing, Anti-Bullying, and Children's Mental Health. Check out the hashtag Patch for a Purpose to see our patch and the community behind it. That's hashtag patch, the number four, a purpose. To get your patch today, visit www.kidswhoexplore.ca. We thank you in advance for the difference you are making. Christina Walsh is a physical therapist and co-founder of Tighten Your Tinkler. She's a New Orleans mom of two who lived with pelvic floor issues herself. She supports postpartum women holistically through prolapse, diastasis recti, and more. The program helps women solve pelvic floor issues without Kegels or internal vaginal devices. Hi, Christina. Hello, ladies. It is such an honor to be talking to all of the adventure mamas out there. (laughs) Yes. Like I was saying, I've done your programs. I love getting to talk to you and see you face to face now. Like usually I'm just seeing you (laughs) doing the work. I am as much of a nerd as I come off in our videos in the program. I'm obsessed with what I do and the way that we're able to support women and I could geek out about it all day. So you just tell me what direction you want to go. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So today we'll definitely be talking more about supporting postpartum women and all humans with incontinence. Heal so that they can kind of get back to doing all the things they love, which at Kids Who Explore is a lot of outdoor adventures. Absolutely. (laughs) So can you start by telling us a little about some of your favorite things to do outside? Oh man, you know what? I actually have to confess as a New Orleans mom, one of my biggest criticisms about this city is the lack of outdoor access. So, you know, I lived in Colorado and that was obviously optimal outdoor access. I spent more time outside than inside, but here it gets so hot. You're like, it has to have water for me to want to go outside (laughs) right now. Um, But I absolutely adore just being outside with my kids. You know, my my mother-in-law is a retired preschool teacher. And I remember she told me early on, even when they're little, you know, if they're upset and nothing else is working, get them outside or put them in water. And it works. My kids are always happier outside. And that was actually one of the great blessings I think out of that came out of the horror of the COVID pandemic was that we kind of, we spent so much more time outside together as a family. And it was that period of my life that really made me think, gosh, what would homeschooling be like? We don't, don't do it. We didn't take the leap, but it really made me value that extra time I got with my children, that extra time we got outside, just walking on the levees, going down with our rain boots on to wade in the Mississippi river, swinging outside, taking longer walks, playing with chalk in the sprinkler, naked in the backyard, watching the two of them support each other by spending more time together and 
feed off of that and grow together was such an incredible gift. So I think when it comes to outdoor adventures, we're a little limited by the heat down here, but we take every opportunity to add water and have fun. <laughs> water adventures are definitely the best. So Lauren and I have been postpartum twice and our explorer families and that in our community are always growing as well. And one of the big topics that, you know, a lot of women like to talk about is returning to say the trail, going hiking, or even just any physical activity in the outdoors. Is there a magic number you would say postpartum that you would say when to resume activity? That is a great question. Of course, as a medical provider, I have to defer to the higher level providers. I am a physical therapist, so I have to always say, make sure you're cleared by your midwife or OBGYN prior to increasing activity after you have a baby. That being said, after that, it really becomes a matter of learning to tune in and listen to your body. Our bodies give us incredible amounts of feedback, and I find that at least in our in my area where you get into this go, go, go society that we're a part of, Oftentimes we have to learn to tune into those signals in a new way in that postpartum period. Number one, because our body's telling us things it probably never did before. Like, you know, if you're having extra drainage in that early postpartum period, that's your body saying, please slow down. If you're having any extra unwelcome changes, be that bladder leakage, pelvic floor pressure or heaviness, back or hip discomfort or pressure or tightness, if anything you're doing is increasing any of that, that's your body saying, please not yet, not right now. It's not saying never. It's saying adjust your summit for today and pull back, tune back in, add some strengthening, add some stretching, and then try again, scale it back and work your way back into it more gently. That is the real key is tuning in and listening and giving yourself grace because I'll speak for myself. I know that return to activity did not happen the way I thought it was going to, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. I think as a culture, we're so cut off from birth and recovery um, you know, from like an anthropologic standpoint, indigenous cultures, we would have been supporting each other much more intimately in that stage of life. Our aunts, our cousins, you know, boots on the ground, supporting each other as women. And we've had a lot more exposure to what that journey looks like. And we just don't have that anymore. Most of us. <laughs> so it's a lot of adjusting expectations and listening to our body and taking it, you know, as our body's asking for it to be taken. It's so beautiful to hear you say that because one of Adri's favorite things to say is choose your summit. <laughs> well, I, I love y'all's podcast. I love the language that you use. And it really, I, but first time I heard her say that in one of her episodes, I thought that just resonated so deeply with me because it applies to so many parts of life, especially as a mom. Yes. Yes. Every day we are choosing our summit and maybe adjusting our summit. <laughs> And the tender postpartum period requires more of that, you know, and, and we're, when we ask more from our bodies, we have to tune in and listen even more and adjust even more. So anytime we're walking on uneven terrain, be that just gravel, rocks, sand, slopes, all of that adds load, if you will. It's almost like picking up a heavier weight to compare it to an exercise analogy for the muscles of our core, our hips, our back, our pelvic floor. So when we want to ask more from our bodies, that may require more slowly wading in to those activities. We should be able to return to those things. So I think my my biggest point is always to make sure that every woman is hearing a message of hope. None of these things should be things you have to live with. I don't care what provider or what aunt or what family member told you it's normal or that you have to live with leaking pee, getting up at night to pee, peeing more than 10 times a day, chronic back and hip tightness, pelvic pressure or heaviness, that feeling like something's trying to fall out. None of that is normal. None of it is stuff you have to live with. 
um, you know, Jen and I have stumbled across the approach that we teach in our signature program very organically because we needed it for ourselves first and we're compelled to create something different. We kegled till the cows came home and it wasn't working. So if you're like, yeah, I tried this or that, it didn't work. That's not the answer. We need functional training. And the only reason other methods are still being taught, in my opinion, is because no one had figured out a different way yet. And this is something that you can do at home because I know that's particularly important as a new mom. I didn't have a mom in town, a sister in town, a babysitter easily accessible. I needed to be able to take care of myself from my own home. And that's what I wanted anyway. So that is what we're so happy to be able to provide. And a great starting point is our 90-90 decompression technique. I'll link that's a, a freebie and it's great for you know, so much of our pelvic floor function actually comes from our nervous system. Our fight or flight system also connects to our bladder. So a wonderful place to start is just taking yourself out of a fight or flight state, decompressing all the structures through your back, hips, and pelvis. That actually sets you up to receive the input of exercise and movement in a much more productive way. So there's so many things you can start doing today um, in addition to just listening to your body and responding to it when it says, not yet, please. Yes, yes. Okay, so I'm so happy that you talked about that and what inspired you to start the program. I mentioned at the beginning, I used your program, still using your program, and I absolutely love it. It's helped me engage in my core again and feel like I can go have more pregnancies. <laughs> Yes, that's a huge component of the feeling well. If you want to have more children, you don't want to go into it feeling broken. And I will add with my first pregnancy, I did not have any, I, I, I'm hoping I'm saying this correctly, but I didn't have any diastasis recti. I think you cannot. Is that correct? Yes. Well, <laughs> and, and every woman's different with that. You know, many of us have that and it's not necessarily a pathologic state, but a lot of times we need facilitation to bring it back together again and to get those deep abs firing. Those are the ones that really support us in movement is that deepest layer, that corset layer of abdominals. Okay. And that's what you learn to re-engage. And that's what helps close that surface layer. So I am very proud to say because of your course, I did have quite a diastasis recti after this little guy here. And <laughs> I'm now four and a half months postpartum and it is completely resolved. So thank Congrats. you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yes, it is amazing. I'm very grateful. So thank you for that. So if you want to talk a little bit more about your program, I know you mentioned a bit, but also why Kegels aren't the answer, because I think most people listening to this probably think Kegels are the answer. Totally. And my favorite way to talk about that is the way Jen teaches it. She came up with this analogy that I think illustrates it perfectly. So imagine you were like taking a new job where you had to lift heavy boxes all the way from the floor to a really high shelf again and again and again all day. You went to your personal trainer, you're like, I need more upper body strength. I have this new job and here's what I have to do. And the personal trainer was like, all right, cool girl. I got you. No problem. Hold your elbow at 90 degrees at a bend and just squeeze your bicep and relax it. Squeeze your bicep and relax it again and again. You would get stronger in that one position only. It would not help you to lift the box from the floor to the high shelf. And so, like I always say, I don't know about everybody else, but I don't want my pelvic floor to work for me just in one position. I want it to work for me when I'm at a deep squat, picking up a laundry hamper and I sneeze or <laughs> when I'm driving, you can't exactly cross your legs if you sneeze when you're driving without causing a terrible accident. And on top of that, the other piece that makes Kegels not work is first of all, they can't even be harmful. If you overdo it, they can cause over tightening, which only makes pelvic floor symptoms worse. 
The other piece is that we don't need our pelvic floor to be a conscious muscle. It wasn't before we had kids. This is not something you should have to think about every time you want it to work for you. So, and again, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. I think the Kegels were being taught because that's what people knew. That was the only way anyone had figured out to really access, how do we get this muscle to work again? And maybe they have a little bit of their place if you want to just kind of test and see, like, can I even engage this muscle? But it's not the way to retrain the function. And so many women who come to us and want to work with us have already been through Kegel-based programs that didn't change their symptoms at all uh, because it's not functional. <laughs> right. And I know that's one of the biggest questions I hear from people, and I'm not even <laughs> a pelvic floor therapist or anything, but is it ever too late? I think it's just because I talk about this so much. People say, is it too late? Like I've had incontinence for one, two, 10 years. So what's your answer? Oh, girl. Okay. It's not too late. Now, when we go through menopause as women, our hormones do shift further and can cause increased like looseness of our tissue down there. That being said, I mean, I wish I had had it in front of me to read to you. One of my favorite spontaneous testimonials we've ever gotten was from a woman who was 28 years postpartum with her last of three children. And she could not stop raving about the things she was able to do again, that she had just completely given up hope would ever be a part of her life. I mean, 28 years is a long time. And she just couldn't believe she was sleeping through the night without having to get up to pee for the first time since having her kids. She was able to get in her garden, be outside, live her life, play with at that point, what was her grandchildren. (laughs) Um, So no, it's not too late. Definitely not 10 years, not eight years, not even 28 years. It's not too late for positive change. Our bodies are incredibly beautifully built machines and they want to move us in a a healing direction. This just gives them the little nudge they were looking for. That I is one of, sorry to interrupt, Adrian. That's one of the facts that always blows my mind that I just want to quickly ask you about. So you are not supposed to wake up in the middle of the night to pee. That is correct. I, and this, well, this is the one yeah. that blows women's minds the absolute most. And I will tell you, it is a fact of life that women have so deeply accepted that to my knowledge, not a single woman has actually come to work with us to solve that problem, not because it can't be fixed, but because they've so deeply accepted it as just the way it is that it doesn't even occur to them that it's possible that it could get better. It's not even in their mind. So that's, but interestingly, that's usually the first thing women will spontaneously reach back out to us a couple weeks into doing our signature program. And they'll say, okay, I joined because of whatever, uh, pain with sex, you know, laugh, cough, sneeze, jump, leakage, uh, pelvic heaviness, but I'm sleeping through the night again and they are overjoyed. I mean, when we talk about quality of sleep, that's quality of life in every way. That's even mental health. That's, I mean, I know when I've been memo sleep deprived, I have no bandwidth left for patience or <laughs> with my kids. So, and God knows, I love that episode where y'all talk about the story about getting up in the middle of the night to pee in bear country. I was like, they need our signature <laughs> program. Then they wouldn't be getting up out of the tent in bear country in the middle of the night. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. So I love to hear that it's actually the, anytime you can start this, because I know for a lot of moms just trying to get out on the trail and they're so focused on, you know, their health and well being, but then they don't, um, you know, sign up for a program like yours that you can still start at any time. So I think that's a really great message that you share there. Um, what are some things that women can do immediately postpartum to help? That's fantastic. Okay. So number one, certainly like we already talked about 
listening to your body's signs and signals and responding to that, but also see a Webster certified chiropractor is a wonderful thing to do postpartum because they're the only chiropractors who are uniquely trained to adjust the pubic joint, which is the joint in the front of the pelvis where it comes together right above the labia. That joint often kind of slips out of place during pregnancy and a little bit after, because also for the duration of breastfeeding, your joints and ligaments are still loose. This is something that nobody seems to talk about either. So avoid that higher impact activity for the duration of breastfeeding to be kinder to your joints. See that Webster certified chiropractor, especially if you're having any groin or inner thigh pain, because that's that sign that pubic joint is out. But just in general, why not receive some skilled care to make sure your alignment is intact? Because that is going to help reduce signs, symptoms, both of hip and back problems, but also pelvic floor. Our pelvic floor attaches to those bones. So when they're in alignment, better chance your pelvic floor is going to be happy and working well as, as well. Another thing is that 90-90 decompression technique, which I'll make sure to have the link for you guys in the show notes. It is absolutely a gift to a postpartum mom because it's something you can do without any special equipment in your own home to let everything relax, release, open, decompress, including your nervous system, which I know I always benefit from. <laughs> in addition, Make sure you're not pushing your pee out, even if your toddler's banging on the door demanding your immediate attention. Um, make sure you relax to let your pee out. When you start pushing, you actually cause pee to be stuck left in the bladder, which means you're gonna have to revisit the bathroom again sooner and you'll be more likely to get up at night to pee or have a little leak. Relax to let the pee out. Get yourself a squatty potty if you don't have one already. I keep waiting for them to call me with that sponsorship because that is the one item I recommend the most. Um, it puts your body in a much more ergonomic position to peacefully, easily empty your bowel, but also helpfully empty your bladder. Um, so any toileting stool will do. Um, another thing is to focus on your fiber and hydration. It sounds so simple, but 25 grams of soluble fiber a day to help stool consistency. So you're not straining and pressing down on your pelvic floor to try to get the little rabbit poops out. If you don't have enough fiber and hydration, those things are all incredible holistic ways. You can be kind to your pelvic floor and do be careful to tune in as you begin to start lifting and carrying again. That is a time when we're extra susceptible to feeling increases in pelvic floor issues. Like if you're going out on the trail, this happened to me and you go for a little longer than you thought you were going to go for and your four-year-old even really needs to be carried all of a sudden and you can't say no because you're mom and maybe you didn't really have it in you that day to carry them for a mile. So those kind of things, just to be aware that they can definitely impact you and affect your body in ways they may not have prior to having children. That's what I was going to ask next was like, do you have any tips on, because we have a lot of moms that are hiking and baby wearing, what can moms do with that? Or can I even add, Adrienne, as you're saying that while they're pregnant, kind of? Yes. Good. Yes. That one is tricky. I, the, the thing you really need for that is strength. Um, so aside from doing the whole checklist that I already mentioned, if you feel you need more strength through, you've already decompressed, you've gotten your alignment adjusted, you're doing your fiber, your hydration, you're decompressing and you need more support. That's where our signature program will come in. That's, that's where you add the strength of your deep abs, your pelvic floor, your hips, your glutes, you get them to turn on synchronously and subconsciously so that when you go to do that heavy lifting, that carrying, 
your body's not grabbing at straws, trying to get the strength from somewhere, which causes pain and dysfunction. Okay. Okay. I am an advocate for this program. (laughs) Once people have done the program, do you still recommend they visit a pelvic floor therapist and get assessed if they feel comfortable doing so? Or what's your take on that? That is a great question. I would say it's an alternative to pelvic floor therapy. It, if you're the kind of person who really wants to receive this sort of care in person and you're not intimidated by, you know, being penetrated with the devices and all that sort of thing and manual assessment of your genital region, if that is something that feels more appealing to you, go for it. But what we have found is that the women who try to do both our signature program and see a pelvic floor therapist actually end up often very confused because the pelvic floor therapists, not always, but often to most times are recommending squeezing, bracing, Kegel-based home programs and activities and therapies. And that's in direct contradiction to the approach that we teach. So it has ended up leading women, most women who've tried that to be very confused. (laughs) It's more like pick one, put two feet in, go with it, trust it, If it doesn't work for you, then reassess and think about what else you might want to try or do. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, that does make sense for sure. Do you find people can get back to a baseline normal? Like I know there's not like a one size fits all to that, but how quickly can that happen? That's a fantastic question. So we did do a three-year academic research study on the protocol that we teach in the signature programs published in the Journal of Women's Health Physical Therapy. So we do have published statistics and results that you can expect after 30 days of following the program consistently, as far as like percentage improvements from where you started from on average. But what I can say is that within the first week to two weeks, most women are elated already because the positive change you start to feel is so encouraging that it motivates you to keep going. And certainly the farther progress the issues are, the longer it will take to get to achieve your goal of maximum function or restoration of function again. So for instance, if you've been diagnosed with stage two prolapse of all three compartments, um, baby by your gynecologist, that's what Jen deals with personally. And so by following our surgery program, she, as she likes to say, gets to live forgetting that she has prolapse every day. It's not that someone went back and stacked her organs properly in their home, but symptomatically it's completely under control. That being said, if that's you and you're starting from scratch with our signature program, you would not expect full recovery of function within that 30 days. That would be a case where you would need to be more patient, take more breaks, more step downs, more slow, more slow down to speed ups. (laughs) And then you might need a 60 to 90 day window to really optimize your results by following that protocol. Um, I hope that, does that help answer the question about setting expectations? Yes, definitely. And maybe Lauren could speak to that. You know, maybe she would have actually more personal uh, input on, you know, when she started feeling changes or felt like her function was kind of optimized as she progressed along. Yeah, that's a very good question. I was kind of in the mindset, like, I'm just going to go past 30 days and just keep on going. (laughs) So I didn't really like, do a 30 day check-in, like, am I done now? But I would say I definitely think I was feeling good by that point and feeling stronger and able to move on from there. And I, I actually am now doing like 
bigger, more intense workouts. But I actually now talking to you today was like, oh, maybe I should kind of revisit some of that stuff again. And I don't know if you ever recommend that to people that they can just kind of keep coming back to it, even once they feel like they've resolved a lot of their quote unquote issues, I suppose. Absolutely. Yes. So, and that's one way that I use it personally. I don't have to necessarily do it every day, but I find that because of what my body went through to carry and birth to small humans, there were some tissue changes. I feel like that won't ever quite be the same. That being said, the magic is that I know it, here's the beauty to me of of the feeling of it all. It takes the fear out of a flare up. So we're, life is going to keep happening no matter what you're going to have that day on the trail where your four-year-old suddenly has to be carried for an hour and a half. And even if I have an increase in discomforts or issues or symptoms, maybe later that day, what I don't have to do is spiral into a, a, t- a terror, a fear of like, is, is this it for me? Where am I going now? How am I going to fix this? Is this my life now? I simply have to say, oh gosh, well, that was more than I meant to do today. But you know what? In three days, I'll be feeling great again because I know exactly what to do and I'll be just fine. And that difference is like the greatest gift. And as someone who walks the path personally, I can't imagine not having that. Um, So I think from an emotional standpoint, that's the greatest gift of knowing how to do what to do it in my own home, on my own time and terms with all my clothes on, my kids participating if they want. (laughs) Um, So yes, some women do need to do it more, the routine, that 10 minute a day movement series more frequently to maintain those excellent results. And some kind of can pick and choose as needed. And that depends on the kind of the extent of tissue stretching and change that occurred in your unique body through your unique pregnancies and births. So this has been wonderful today. Where can people find you to follow along and join your program? Oh, girl, we're everywhere. And do you want to talk about the coupon code? Yes, I would love to. <laughs> you, you've been so generous. Thank you for this offer for people. So with your signature program, which I will link up in the show notes, people can get $50 off with Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N. So thank you for offering that to me always. Um, is this, sorry, I should ask, is this program available for a lifetime once purchased? Absolutely. And with all the, of course, we're constantly, you know, doing little tweaks and adjustments and there's even an app, which everybody loves. Um, You can find us everywhere. We do tons of teaching on all this stuff and do deep dives on the various symptoms and issues because the other piece that women are not being taught, we find is that all this, the stuff that we talked about, the back, the hip, the pee, the pressure, the diastasis that it's all connected. It's all one problem in the end. It's just core dysfunction, you could say. So when you get the movement series that nudges it all back in the right direction, you don't have to splice it into all these different little cups or uh, categories. And what women really love is our five minute quiz. It's on our website, our Instagram bio, because it really helps you subconsciously see like instantly, oh my gosh, wait, that's connected to this. And wait, this is really the same problem as that. And it's eye-opening, but also hopeful because it really helps you see like, oh wait, I can fix all of this. Like Bam. That's awesome. So we're on Instagram at titan.your.tinkler. We've got tons of teaching on YouTube. Lots of women like to kind of go down the rabbit hole with us there because we share a lot more about our personal stories and more tips and tricks and give a lot more context around the specific symptoms that a lot of women are like, wait, I don't have this, but I have this. I really want to learn more about this thing. YouTube's a great place for that. Um, of course, our website, titanyourtinkler.com. And our tagline is silly name, serious results, because I think that pretty much says it all. 
So in the last few months, what was your best purchase under $100? The one I enjoyed the most is I bought myself flowers. And I just derived so much joy from the smell and the beauty of those flowers on my kitchen table. I thought, why don't I do this for myself more often? It was delightful. <laughs> That's amazing. Were they colorful? They were white. But what? Oh, nice. Was, it was just so lovely just to walk in the house and smell the aroma. I just found like like playing the right music. It was just such a mood elevator. It was such a little spot of joy. Amazing. Can you share a book, show, or podcast recommendation right now? So I think I'm a little behind the, the curve on this, but I am in the middle of Hunt, Gather, Parent, and I am loving it. <laughs> Wonderful. I had her on the podcast. Did you listen to that one? I didn't yet, but I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, I kind of <laughs> wanted to like finish the book and then go listen to the episode to get like, maybe she went like a little deeper on one thing or another. I know again, I'm, I'm behind the curve on that one, but finally <laughs> catching up and absolutely loving it. I'm glad you are so good. If there was no time or money limit, where would you travel or explore next? Oh, right now. Okay. My family is really on a deep dive on Norse mythology right now. And I think we would all want to go to Norway to kind of see where the cultural roots of Thor and Asgard really come from. Norway is incredible. Good choice. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on today. This was wonderful. This was amazing. It's so great to meet your little man too. Thank you. <laughs> That's thinking cute. Oh I my love goodness. All mini podcasters. <laughs> oh, ladies, I just think what you're doing is such important, incredible work. And thank you so much. And y'all have such a fun and diverse, awesome podcast. I love the topics and like just the two of you are so relatable. And I that left episode y'all did about um the balance concept, everything else that I was like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, totally. Yes. Oh my gosh. Me too. (laughs) Thank you. I wanted to hop back on here and say, because we kept talking to Christina after we stopped recording the podcast and I had asked her, I said, I'm feeling so great now. You know, I feel like my pelvic floor is strong. My core is strong, but I'm still getting up to pee in the middle of the night. Should I be concerned? Does that mean something about incontinence? And then I did add that I'm still breastfeeding and I'm up in the middle of the night breastfeeding. I'm also drinking a lot more liquids to stay hydrated and drinking those close to bedtime. And then since I'm up breastfeeding, I'm thinking in my head, oh, well, I'm up. I might as well go pee now. (laughs) So we just talked about that. And then Adri said after I should probably record that because there's probably a lot of other moms hearing about this that are in the same boat. So Christina did say she also had the same experience when she was breastfeeding. And it could just be that I'm breastfeeding. So just wanted to put that out for everyone to hear. However, she said, if I'm still experiencing that when I'm done breastfeeding at some point, then I should check back in with her also on their signature program. And I do remember this and I should go back and review. They do have some great videos about making sure you gently release all your pee before you go to bed at night. And then just some other things to watch for and to be cognizant of. So just wanted to put that out there for anyone who it's important to and definitely check out their program. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms. This podcast is produced by KP Media Productions.